Hey everyone, happy new year and welcome to another episode of the Ready Your Future podcast. This is episode 809. I'm going to do a little bit of a different start on this one and I guess this being the first episode of 2024 and really kind of uh, instituting a little bit of a change. But before we get started into uh, some of the things I want to share today, one of the things uh, that people are saying right now is that 2024 is going to be a crazy, crazy year. And I actually shared some of this information on my uh, Sunday service, Sunday message uh, called The Foundations Will Be Shaken. And I just wanted to just talk a little bit about some of the, the crazy things that are out there already. And we're only like a week into 2024 when I'm recording this. But I'm going to hit a couple of different categories. So the first category is church. And a couple of things that have come up just recently is, uh, for instance, the Catholic Church. Now, I'm not Catholic, and uh, you know I, I don't uh, believe all the things that the you know, Catholicism uh, espouses. But one of the things that Catholic, or the, at least the Pope, has said recently is that it's okay to bless same-sex marriage uh, marriages. And, you know, they've towed the line for the most part on, on a lot of maybe, uh, traditional values, I guess, is, is what you want to call that. And all of a sudden, you've got, you know, this, this change. And now, a lot of people, a lot of uh, leaders in the Catholic Church and a lot of other people are denouncing it. A lot of Catholics don't even feel like this pope is there is a real pope right um, but anyway that's that's a big change that has happened and some people don't really know how to deal with that and it's like okay this is a, that's a big change for a big institution like the catholic church that has usually espoused traditional values to to go that way sticking with the church category um, i don't know if you saw this or not but the methodist church in the uk is doing away with the terms husband and wife so I don't I don't know what they want to do. I guess you're getting married and and uh, do you do you or uh, you know or it or whatever. I, I, I they just it's it's mind boggling. But anyway, that was that uh, was one of the things that I've seen recently come up, and I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Um, again, kind of telling me people are crazy. Uh, Christianity Today is a magazine. If you uh, are not familiar with that one. Uh, recently got a lot of flack because th they said that Jesus wasn't a Jew, he was Asian. And so they, uh, you know, this was during like Christmas time and, and man, people were like really giving them a lot of static and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like you, you got a lot of craziness and, and that's just one category, but we have the category of the government. Uh, if you're not familiar, you didn't see this one, uh, the Congress, this last Congress, the, the 118th had the least amount of laws of any other Congress or Congress in, in decades past, right? The least amount of laws. Now, that might be a good thing. Some of us will look at that and say, okay, that's a, that's a good thing. We, didn't, we don't want them passing a bunch of laws, but it's also meaning that they didn't pass good things. I mean, there's, there's some good things that we need. We need, uh, you know, good laws or whatever, you know, things that would, would better the, uh, the government, better the nation, the country. And they weren't doing that as well. You know, and I guess nations look at that and they're like, these, these politicians, these guys that are running the United States can't even get it together. You know, what the heck? And then you, you've been hearing and you know that you know, it's, an, it's an election year. And so you're going to, the primaries are, you know, the Republican primaries are there and you hear that. And it's at some point you're like, you get so tired of hearing that junk, 
you're hearing, I mean, I was just reading before even getting on this, like, you know, Biden, somebody, uh, an analyst from JP Morgan said that, you know, Biden won't even uh, be the nominee, the Democratic nominee or whatever. And so you have all the crazy that's going to happen there. And then if it is a rematch between Biden and Trump and what that's going to mean and, and, and all the craziness that, that went on there. I mean, you remember when Trump got into office and, and that just sparked years of all these different kind of protests that were very, very violent and did a lot of damage. So I'm sure as the year goes on, just, just that right there is going to drive a lot of people crazy. Um, the economy. Uh, the government says that inflation is getting better, right? But in reality, it just isn't growing as fast. And you know that going to the grocery store, uh, in fact, I just tweeted out, uh, PJ Media was talking about how expensive it is at, at the grocery store, right? And so th- the government can say, you know, inflation is going down and blah, 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 and, and all the numbers are really great. But those of us that go to the grocery store, we, we know it. We experience it. We see the, the differences out there. And so the economy is one of those things that, you know, you're, you're concerned about. And a lot of people are always concerned about, especially in the preparedness movement. But uh, it, it's there. And so we're going to see a lot of that, uh, a lot of craziness in the economy, um, job losses. I know Michael Snyder talks about this a lot on his, uh, his website, the Economic Collapse blog. And, you know, job, there's going to be a lot of job losses and people are losing their jobs and people are worried about, you know, what the future might hold. And people have a lot of debt, personal debt. And, uh, you know, they, you can have a lot of personal debt and go bankrupt. I mean, the government can have a lot of debt and it's just continues printing money, right? So that's another category. We have the, the economy. Then we have the other, the other category of natural disasters. Uh, if you're not, you know, in, in a situation where you're reading the news or paying attention, uh, Japan had a, a big earthquake, you know, not as big as Fukushima, which was like a nine point something, but it had like a 7.5 or 7.4 uh, on New Year's Day. And it was, it was crazy. It devastated one of the towns uh, in, in Japan. One in people lost their life in the whole deal. There's a video and I showed it at church where someone was filming the sidewalk and you can see it kind of rolling. I mean, it's, it was a really crazy view on that. But then we also had uh, around New Year's Day as well, we had some on the East Coast, right? We had East Coast uh, uh, flood. Uh, I'm sorry, not flooding, uh, natural disasters, um, natural disasters. Let me get it straight, Todd, uh, earthquakes. And they weren't big. They were like, you know, four point something. We had some in Texas as well. Um, we had the bitter coat cold that's happening right up North. I know that, um, up North y'all are preparing for big, you know, snowstorms and things like that. Um, that's always one of those things. I know that the, the, the airstream, uh, is going to dip down low and we can even see a lot of cold air coming into Texas and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's, it's one of those things that it's always there. Uh, we've had our fair shares of drought. We have had our fair shares of fires. We've had our fair shares, shares of flooding. In fact, right now in the UK, um, there are pictures of, of flooding and it's really, really crazy over there, you know? And so you see that craziness, even in natural disasters, you know, not stopping. Then you have wars, right? And at least, you know, three that I can just right down here, but I mean, not even including any of the little skirmishes that you see in other places and like Christian persecution in in Africa and things like that. But uh, Ukraine, Ukraine has been going for years. And, uh, you know, I think 
the American government and or the American people are kind of sick of sending all that money over there. I saw somebody post on social media as like, yeah, we couldn't send you or something like you remember when we couldn't spend 30 billion to build a wall uh, on the border, but we could spend, you know, 300 billion or whatever to Ukraine or send 300 billion or whatever it was to Ukraine and all of that. I mean, there's a concern that we have been sending so much over there with, um, you know, the money, but also the, um, all our resources, all our assets, you know, and bombs and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, what happens if there was uh, another front opening up? I mean, you kind of hear about that. Then, you know, we have Israel. Well, okay, let me go back to Ukraine. Uh, just recently, it's been reported that North Korea sold Russia some ballistic missiles and Russia just immediately started using that to, to bomb Ukraine, right? And so North Korea is is in it and, and providing uh, materials and stuff like that. I mean, they would be happy to sell, you know, to whoever will buy their stuff. And then you got Israel and Israel has been going on for months as well. Uh, just, I just saw that uh, Israel reported that they have pretty much uh, taken all of North Gaza and so now they're going to start working on South Gaza and, and going there. But then they also have the northern Israel where Hezbollah is sending missiles to, uh, you know, from Syria and from Lebanon. And you have that going on. That seems to be like really starting to ratchet up. Uh, we have our own assets. The U.S. has their, their own assets in uh, the, you know, the sea over there. And so they're, uh, the Houthis from Yemen are sending um, missiles towards Israel, and we're countering those and blowing those up you know, in the air. But then I uh, also saw where the United States has struck you know, different places in, in Lebanon and in Hezbollah in certain places. Um, actually, I think it was Syria that I read uh, just today where they were uh, striking in, in, in some terrorist uh, situations, right? And they're getting rid of terrorists and stuff like that. A lot of people don't know that our own bases, American bases in Iraq, have are, are getting uh, targeted. And there's people, or, you know, Americans, you know, people or, or American soldiers, military are getting hurt. Some are even losing their lives and nothing's being really done about that, you know? And so you have that thing with with Israel and the potential for the Middle East to really blow up and and really go crazy over there. And then you have the Taiwan threat. So, you know, people are saying with China being so uh, or or, or paying attention to uh, the United States being involved with Ukraine and being involved with Israel and having our assets kind of spread thin, then now is the perfect time for China to take over Taiwan. I know some people who are in like the electronics business and they have production or they had production over in Taiwan, but because of all the, the talk and everything, they started moving in the, in the last year and a half, they've started to move all their production away from Taiwan to other countries where they can, uh, you know, have their not worry about, I guess about China coming in and taking it over because if that happened and they didn't have a plan, uh, you know, they're just trying to be proactive. But if China comes in and, and takes over and they don't have a plan, well, their businesses go under or, you know, they have to wait a year or whatever before they can start sending out product again. And so you have people really thinking about all of that. Um, going back to Israel, uh, like Germany and other countries are telling their people that are in Lebanon to get out. It's like, hey, this is a warning. Get out. Uh, you need to come back home uh, because uh, they they feel like war with uh, Lebanon and Syria is, is imminent because of Hezbollah. So you have the whole war thing going on, and, and all of that that is happening. 
And so people are saying that 2024, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things that I'm not even covering, right? 2024 is going to be a very crazy year, uh, might be a very crazy year. And uh, what happens if things get so overwhelming that people just can't handle it and, and go crazy? I want to go back to the COVID years. Remember the COVID years? There was people in, I, this might not be, I'm not, I'm not talking to, to a lot of the people that are listening here because for the most part, you're self-reliant and you know, you have the, you know, a good head on your shoulders, but I want you to think about if you know, and this has come up in the exclusive email group, uh, think about people that, you know, that have kids that are like, you know, 19 years old, maybe a little bit older, twenties, um, mid twenties. And when, during COVID, they kind of shut down. They like, you know, maybe they were going to school. They didn't, they started doing their online classes, but they didn't have uh, a lot going on. They weren't going out. And I, I know a bunch of kids that are in their, you know, like early twenties, mid twenties that have a lot of anxiety and they weren't like that before COVID. And all of a sudden things have, uh, things have, have switched. I know a lot of people like that. And so if you have someone who is that age, you know, you know, or you know of somebody, a family member, a friend, whatever, and like, hey, how are your kids doing? Or hey, how is so and so doing? Whatever, you know, ask them how how are they doing? You know, coming out of COVID and all of that. Um, there's there's a lot of people that are doing well, a lot of kids that are doing well, but there's a lot of kids that just have lost their ambition and their desire to go out there. I mean, they're like they'll they'll work a, a job to put a, a few bucks into their pocket to to you know so that they can you know, get what they want to get and, and things like that. But then they play video games and sleep and, and stay home. They're living with their parents and all that. And so a lot of people were, you know, did a number on them mentally. And so think about if we have a year where all these things are going crazy and not just COVID, right. Or not just, you know, a medical thing like that, but you have all these things happening, all these, you know, these things happening all at once. And what's that's what is that going to do to people's mentality, you know, and, and to their ability to to just kind of keep moving? And again, I I know it's um, I, I'm I'm talking to the choir here, but just you know, if you know people out there, you know, ask some questions. And what about the economy during COVID, uh, when things were were crazy? You know, the rich got richer, the poor got poorer. The mom and top mom and pop stores uh, lost a lost a lot, and a lot of them went under because they couldn't. Uh, they weren't allowed to open up and they weren't allowed to do what they needed to do. You, know, you remember like the Home Depots and the Walmarts and the Targets and, and the big box stores, they were able to stay open. Uh, but the the mom and pop stores, they went out of business. They just couldn't, they couldn't do it. And so think about, think about what would happen if we had uh, a year of just chaos and craziness and disruptions and, and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, they're already talking about disruptions because of, uh, you know, uh, vessels, sea vessels being attacked, uh, what that would do to the economy and to, to, to people that were relying on that, all that. And then we have that erosion of trust. Remember from the COVID years, it just kind of accelerated. Now, those of us who have been in the preparedness community for a while, we've always kind of believed the mainstream media wasn't, you know, our, we weren't the biggest fans of the mainstream media, but it's even more so now, you know? And uh, so there's a, an erosion of trust, like in the media. And like, we don't, we don't trust these guys. A lot of people don't even watch the news anymore. Uh, and I, to be honest, I don't, I, even Fox news, it's not, 
it's not something that I even watch. You know, I get my news, you know, on social media and, you know, things that I watch and, and things that I read uh, online. Uh, if I watch Fox News, it's because something is happening and, uh, and, and it's being reported on. And I want to I want to see like a live update that I can't find it on Twitter or something like that. So you have the erosion of trust in the media. You have the erosion of trust in the medical community. You know, the, the hospitals are, many of the hospitals are owned by big pharma. And there's a lot coming out now, if you follow any of that, about doctors weren't able to do what they really wanted to do during the COVID years because there was protocols and things that were put in place by, you know, big pharma and the medical community and stuff. I know some people that are listening to this probably don't want to hear that, but that's the fact. And then the, the other thing is, is that, the government, there's a lot of erosion of trust in the government and, and uh, what, what they're doing and how they go about doing things. And, you know, Republicans, Democrats, you know, two sides of the same coin, blah, blah, blah. You can't really trust, you know, what is happening. And so you, we have this crazy season of change coming. Uh, it, it feels like, right. And I know people have been saying that there's going to be some changes. Uh, you know, I, I've kind of, poked at it a little bit, people talking about food shortages, you know, we've been talking about food shortages for almost two years now, guys. And it's like, it's happening this spring, it's happening this summer, it's happening this fall, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it's not, and I'm saying, but it, and there's this crazy ability for the world to continue moving and limping along. And so I, I don't know if we'll ever see like a, a complete collapse, collapse, I know a lot of people, and when we think about what kind of real life scenarios, SHTF scenarios we're looking at, you know, one of the ones is, you know, like cyber attack and, and uh, the grid going down. Uh, and then we, we have like the economy is a big one. I really don't see the economy like uh, James Wesley Rawls's Patriots, right? It was like all of a sudden is like it, it, the dollar goes to nothing and, and we're back to, you know, the, the Stone Age kind of uh, deal here. But I think it's more of a limping along, kind of like what we've been doing. And the reason I say that is because the powers that be, if there was a complete collapse, they lose their power. And they don't want to lose their power. They still want to be in power. They still want to be able to, to call the shots. And if there was a complete collapse where there was no military, where there was no, or the military wasn't following orders anymore, they were doing their own thing, and the cops and the, you know the police officers weren't doing, uh, weren't following orders, they were doing their own thing. You know the powers that be lose their power. And so that's why I think they're going to keep it going as much as possible, limping along. And, you know, there's, it's painful. We'll see that pain. And I believe that we're going to start seeing that, you know, here in, in, in this year. But in saying all of that, I realize that the season of changes that we see maybe coming in the horizon for us um, also affect us personally as well. And I know that it's for me, it has become very, very hard to create content. And I've shared this before, and those of you who've been following me for a while, I think you feel my pain, where I have tried hard uh, to be able to um, create, and, and I, sometimes I miss, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll miss a Sunday, uh, being able to, to get it out there on a Sunday night, so the episode is there for the next week, and uh, sometimes I'll, I'll, it'll be late, sometimes I don't do it you know, completely at all, and it's harder and harder to be able to create. Now, those of you that have been following know that my father-in-law moved in, I think in, in May, at the very end of May. 
So I lost my office where I, you know, was able to record. I was able to go in there. Um, it's this real struggle now to, and, and I love my father-in-law. He's a great guy. He's a, a blessing to have here in the house, but I lost my, my office. And so I have a little setup in my own bedroom where I do church and where I do, you know, online church and I broadcast from, but it's it's not it's not a, a conducive place to be able to to sit down and even prepare messages for Sunday. It's not really set up for that, and so I struggle hard. That's my my first priority outside of my job. You know my you know God family job, um, church is that that priority, and so being able to prepare there is it's it's really a struggle uh, to be able to do that. And so, you know, I lost the office to be able to have a place where I can kind of shut myself in and, and do that, uh, prepare for Sunday morning, prepare for what I need for church, but then also prepare for the podcast and things like that. And so uh, it's been a, a, a real struggle. I'd love to be able to write more and get all these ideas. I want to get out there and write. And it's a, a way that I feel like I can, I can, I can put it out there. But anytime I try to do that, where right now where I set up and that's like with a, a lap uh, table and you know out in the living room where everybody is at i I just can't i I can't do it because there's is no opportunity for quiet for quiet out there there's you know it's uh, hard to find a place to sit and work i've even looked for places around town uh, around here in in my area where i could go and and uh, find a quiet space because you go you can go to a coffee shop and you can get some work done there, especially if you put in headphones and you put in some uh, some white noise, you know, in in the back background. But a lot of the times they're blaring music in there, so it's very hard. And there is this one place that would be perfect, and it's a guy who created kind of like a, uh, an old. Uh, he 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 has some money. I think he's a lawyer. And he bought this 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 big uh, home, and he turned it into like a English Oxford looking library, and he filled it with like Christian books and stuff, so people can go study during the week. They even have a place where you know they can have a little chapel and things like that, but it's only open Monday through Friday. And I would need it to be able to do it on Saturday. And it's a very quiet place to go work. And man, I was like, when I first found it, I was like, ah, this is it. This is my answer. And then I wasn't able to, uh, you know, they're, they're not open on Saturdays and, and Sundays. So uh, that's crazy. So, you know, I've got my father-in-law in. I've lost my office. My parents are getting, well, my wife's and my parents are getting older. So my mom, some of you know that she has that frontal temporal dementia. It's the same dementia that Bruce Willis has where you lose the ability to communicate. You can't talk. You can't uh, say what you want to say. So mom, like when she looks at me and she wants to say something, she'll say, oh, you're, you're just a good boy. She can't call me by my name. She can't have a conversation. She can't say a sentence. When she starts talking, she'll like, well, you know this and, and that or uh-huh, uh-huh, you know. And, and that's, that's all the way that she can communicate. Um, it's, it's hard for her to move around. She's kind of wobbly. So she's kind of like in between the second to last, the last stage. Uh, at, at some point, there's a, a time where people with the front uh, frontotemporal dementia can't really uh, can't walk. They're not as active, so they'll be you know um, confined to a, to a wheelchair and then eventually confined to to their bed. And so, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, we're helping with my wife on Sunday morning, right after church, we'll go pick her up to give my dad a break. 
and and bring she brings her over to the house and they sit down they'll watch hallmark and, and different things like that but she's here and so i'm also kind of helping out and and uh you know talking to her and kind of keeping her company as well and so we have that my wife's mom and stepdad aren't doing very well and so, you know, we're kind of helping out with that even more. And so we have, you know, this thing that's happening. And some of you are in the same situation where you're helping out with older parents. And uh, that takes time, right? That takes a lot from you. The thing with all this is that I still feel called to do the podcast. I don't feel like I, I was released to do it. And I never really did it to earn, earn money, right? It wasn't to replace my job. Somebody once asked me, a good friend asked me, you know, what is it going to take for you to leave your job and to do this full time? And I never really wanted to do that. That wasn't my goal. I, I felt more like what I was doing in preparedness with Prepper Website and uh, was more of a calling. And, and really being able to sell Prepper Website was a blessing, really, kind of going into all of this. Uh, it really, it really was. So doing that and kind of rebranding the podcast and uh, rebranding a website to readyyourfuture.com. And uh, anyway, I I still feel called to do it, but it's it's stressful when you feel that you should be doing something, but you can't. Right. I, I loved doing the devotionals. Uh, I loved doing, uh, you know, preparing more content. Uh, it was, it's, it was, it was great for many years. I did, uh, one, one episode, uh, a day, you know, Monday through Friday, I was putting out five episodes and that's one reason why I'm up to 809 episodes. And there's a lot of the, the episodes that I would release during the week that I don't even count as an episode. So I'm, you know, a lot more than 809 episodes. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it's stressful when I can't do it. Uh, and, and I feel like I'm supposed to be doing it, but I'm going to be committing to one episode a week moving forward. But here's the deal. It's going to have to be a truck episode. And so I've, I've heard some good, good email. I've had some good emails from people who were like, Hey Todd, we, we, we like to eat the, the truck emails. It feels like we're, we're there with you in the truck and, and we're going, I've had a lot of other negative things too. And people not, not necessarily sending, sending me emails, leaving it on, uh, <laughs> leaving it on, uh, reviews, right. On, on Apple podcasts and other places is like, you know, Hey, stick to your, you know, stick to your studio or whatever. I'm like, well, that's not going to be able to happen. Um, I try to be pretty honest with, uh, you know, even with the, like the devotionals, right. Um, because I, I miss doing those devotionals, but even with the devotionals, like I would put, it's a devotional, it's a Bible devotional and people will st- would still rip that, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not a Christian. Why do you got to do, you know, Bible devotionals and, you know, on a preparedness podcast and like, what's well, part of who I am and part of what, you know, I feel like I, I, I should be doing. But anyway, I, I miss doing those devotionals and, and you know, uh, doing that and putting it out there. And, I, and I've heard from, from people that they did appreciate the devotionals. But I just, I, again, it's one of those things where I, I can't do it. I'm going to commit to one episode, uh, one episode in the truck. And it's going to have to be a shorter episode because I just don't have a very long commute to work. And at the same time, I'm, I'm writing out my notes. When I do that, I write out my notes in sticky note, on sticky notes and uh, kind of put them on my dashboard. <laughs> it's kind of funny if you ever uh, would see that and uh, how I do my, uh, my notes just to be able to, to stay on target. But um, I'm committing to that. Uh, and I'm really going to start off with uh, a series. Um, I really have been thinking about what would I tell Todd 
All right. What would I tell myself if I was prepping again? Like if I was starting out prepping, what would I tell a newbie Todd? And so a uh, newbie prepper Todd. And so I, I want to do a series on that and I'm going to commit to one a, a week. But I'm also, what I'm going to do is I'm going to record more often um, and see and see what happens. Now, uh, again, I when I record, I do the video and with my video mic, I think that's taken a, a lot of the road noise off. But uh, when I do video and the mic, um, I, I I can do that and then convert that into you know, to an audio and and put it up. And so I'm going to try to do that more often. Like when I get in the truck, I'm going to try to make it a habit to do that and then kind of just go from there and see what happens. And the thing is, like guys, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's either a truck episode, or or I just stop doing the podcast. And again, like I said, I, I feel like I'm supposed to, um, and so I I don't feel like I'm supposed to stop yet. So it's going to have to be a truck episode or, or nothing. And again, if that causes you to leave a bad review, I'm sorry for that. If you think they're great or you appreciate them, leave me a good review. I would greatly appreciate that as well. Um, you know, because when you when you give a, a bad review, or even if you, even if you wanted to give feedback, I mean, you can always email me at Todd at readyyourfuture.com, right? You can always email me there. But if you wanted to give it in the review, you can always do a five star review and then give the feedback, you know, about whatever you wanted to give. When you give someone uh, a negative review, you know, you give them one star, two stars. It's it's really hard to kind of bounce back from that, you know, and uh, especially if it's someone that you uh, feel like okay they've provided content for you and they provided some value to you in the past, you know, just coming at them like that I, I, to me is just wrong. I know that whenever I've left reviews, if there was something like a, a feedback that I wanted to give, I would always give five star and then I would say hey, but you know I really would recommend this or I really liked it when you did this or whatever it might be. But the thing is, is like if if that that one truck episode, in, you know, that shorter episode is not enough, you can always join the exclusive email group. Um, the email group is, is is a great group of people, a lot of great information, um, and uh, I really appreciate the the way that it has uh, just evolved over the years. And uh, we also do the online meetups, and so I, I try to do those as much as possible, unless I'm I'm out for some some reason. Um, you know, I I attend all of those, and so I, I really like to do that. And it's really uh, it's really something that I look forward to. And then if you're looking for more, I, I always do the top preparedness articles. And so reading is something that I love to do. And I read on my tablet and I can do that in the living room. Even when there's people there, I can still read. Right. And so I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to concentrate to create content, but I can, I can read and still uh, share those out when I need to. And so I have the top preparedness articles that I'm able to uh, push out every Saturday and you can join that over at buy me a coffee. So I'm going to go ahead and start winding down here. Guys, keep me in your prayers, right? If you're a praying person, keep me in your prayers that I can continue doing what I feel I should be doing. Um, I, I know that it would real, it'd be real easy just to stop. You know, it would be a lot of time back. I could focus completely on the church and my job and my family and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and it would be really easy to, to do that. Uh, when you're when you're going every single week and creating a podcast and sometimes more than just one, um, it would be very easy to just say, hey, I'm, I'm going to stop. But I f- con- 
I continue to feel like I need to to do this. And so keep me in your prayers if you're a praying person, and keep my family in your prayers if you remember. Uh, you know, my 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 mom, my my in laws, um, you know, my father in law, uh, my family. You know, as we take on more with our aging parents and have to do more, um, you know, it would greatly be appreciated. Um, those prayers would be coveted, and I greatly thank you for that. Well, guys, that's going to be it for 809, episode 809. Hey, we're coming up on an anniversary in February pretty soon. And uh, so maybe I'll, I'll say something special about that when we get there. But anyway, if you found this episode valuable, greatly appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Pepper Goodness. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. This is the regular email list. I send it out on Saturdays. I send out the Saturday prep. Uh, when you do the sign up for that, I'm going to send you a blackout checklist that will show you what to do before, during, and after the lights go out. Guys, I greatly appreciate your listenership. Thank you so much for being a part of the Ready Your Future uh, podcast. Don't forget to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.